Welcome back to another Truth Matters podcast episode where we are speaking the truth while it's still legal. Thanks for tuning in. Sit back, relax, and get ready to hear the truth. I'm your host, Matt Franklin. Hello, guys, and here we are again with another Truth Matters podcast, episode 55. Thank you so much for tuning in to this special episode today. I hope you're having a great day today. So today we want to talk about what is the problem with our world today? What's the problem? What's the problem with America? What's the problem with Canada right now? What's the problem with these other countries that seems like chaos has broke out all around and it's more and more godlessness? or less and less God. It's more and more lawlessness and more chaos. And it seems like the past five years, really, Mm -hmm. it seems like it's been a lot worse than in America anyway than I've noticed probably all my life. Yeah, that's true. And um, I'm in my 30s. But it, it just seems like the past five years, it has really been amped up the amount of hatred and the amount of division, the amount of uh, lawlessness, the amount of perversion. Yeah. And uh, so I want to ask you, what what do you think about it? What What's the problem with our world today? What's the problem, Leah? I mean, the baseline of it is sin. That's, that's the baseline of it. Um, but then also, when you're talking like in a revelation standpoint, I believe that we're truly living out... Uh, the book of Revelations. And the Bible says, when you see these things start to happen, look up because your redemption draweth nigh. Exactly. And it's not a race problem. No. It's not a... It's not a politics problem. Money problem. It's not an economic crisis. It's not a pandemic problem. It's not an epidemic problem. It's not a skin problem. As the old school preachers say, it's a sin problem. Yeah. It is a problem within the soul of man mm-hmm. because the Bible says that man is born into sin. Right. Few of days and full of trouble as the sparks fly upward, the Bible says, like a, um, almost like a firecracker in a way. Men were born to be set on fire of sin. Yeah. They were, sin- they were sinful from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that all men in Adam, all men have sinned. All men are born into sin. But then the second Adam, and this goes deep for some people, but the second Adam was Christ. He was the type of Adam. He was our second chance to be reborn, to be born again, to be made new, a new creature, to be set apart from this world and changed and so we don't, as Christians, we don't have to go down that path that the world's going. We don't have to listen to the media, the news media, um, the doctrines of the world, yeah. and the chaos that is the world. We don't have to fall into that or go that direction True. because we have a heavenly kingdom. We're yeah. different. We have a reason to live, We uh, and we all have a reason to live, but we found our reason. Yeah. We've been and, redeemed. 
We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Yes. And that's the problem with our nation, our world. There is an agenda that is trying to destroy everything that has to do with God. Yeah. And some men, they know what they're doing. They know that they don't love God. They hate God. They hate anything that has to do with God. And some people are... Deceived. Deceived, and they mean well. Mm-hmm. But Good intentions. They, they don't see things the way... God intends for them to see things the way that the good book says that that we should believe. And then there are some people that just don't care, and uh, they don't care how they live. They don't believe in God. And I believe really deep down everybody believes that there is a higher power. Yeah. But the problem with our nation isn't the nation itself the problem falls on the church because the church for a while now has been compromising the truth mm-hmm. and we've traded the truth the power of god for entertainment and for a social gatherings yeah. and we've traded pentecostalism for props and the bible talks about pentecostalism that's where the church began when pentecost arrived the church of god was birthed mm-hmm. it was born and we've lost that upper room experience yeah. where we are down on our knees praying to God, calling out to Him, tarrying in His presence. And truly, we've lost our relationship with God mm-hmm. as a whole church. It's our, it's our fault because we've not been doing our job. And when you see a world that's forgetting God, a church that's forgetting God, and replacing Him with other things— we begin to lose the church and we begin to lose the world because the church is not reaching out like we should mm-hmm. to this lost and dying world. So it's our time, really. The worse it gets, the more the church needs to rise up yeah. and allow God to use them, allow God to use their hands and their feet and their voices to speak and share the gospel to this broken and dying world. Did you know that our podcast is reaching people across the globe? When you donate to this ministry, you are helping us spread the gospel to people all around the world. If you'd like to donate to this ministry, you can do so by clicking the PayPal link in the description box below or email us at truthmatterswithmatt at gmail.com. Thank you for helping us spread the truth in love. The church has lost its first love. That's that's the basis of it. That's the root of the problem. We've lost our first love, just like you said. We've lost that upper room experience. But even before that, you know, we've lost our first love, which is Jesus. Amos 6 and 1, it says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion, and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came. God says, Woe to those that are at ease. Mm-hmm. And we've traded our prayer life for pleasure and leisure time. We've traded the studying of the Bible, personal you know, time studying the Bible, for reading books and watching movies and um, scrolling through Facebook and Instagram. And we've really traded the presence of God for the pleasures of the world. It's true. And I can say that honestly in my life. Yes. I can say any time that, 
I've fallen from grace or fallen from God. The Bible talks about fallen from grace. Anytime I've fallen from the power of God or the experience that God is, is because I put him on a shelf, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, I don't have time for you. Maybe I didn't say that, you know, literally, but I said it with my life, the way I lived, my actions. And too many people are busy with pleasures and building their own kingdom. Yeah. And really, we need to be building up the kingdom of God. The Bible says to lay your treasures in heaven where moth and rust doesn't corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. Lay your treasures up in heaven. And I want to go to heaven. Yes. Just amen. like anybody else. But I want to to do what God's called me to do. I don't mm-hmm. just want to barely make it to heaven. I want to bring everybody with me that I can. That's true. And it's our job, church. We need to wake up. We need to put some things to the side. We need to um, sacrifice some things for the presence of God instead of sacrificing His presence for things. Ooh, that'll preach. The Bible says that a nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. Yeah. And as a whole, the church has forgotten God. As a whole. There are still some very biblically sound, on fire for God churches, but they're very hard to find these days. Yeah, they are. Most of the time it's filled with emptiness. There's a lot of sound. There's a lot of lights. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of emotion. But there's an emptiness Deep down, there's an emptiness. There's something missing. And the less of God we have, the more it seems like we're trying to replace Him with better things, bigger things, louder things, more uh, uh, crafty and artsy things, things that will catch people's attention because when we push God's presence out the door, so to speak, when we don't have a personal relationship with Him, when, when we don't stand on the Foundations. The foundations of the Word, and we begin to compromise here and there. Mm-hmm. What we do is we cause ourselves to have to fight for something else to get people's attention. A lot of, especially bigger name churches, they really try to be relatable. Uh, you know, they want to relate to you. They want to make you feel like that you're okay and that you're accepted and, you know, that Jesus loves you, which He does. He does love you. He loves you enough, though, that He's going to tell you that you're wrong and that you are living in a life of sin and that there is something better. So I think that's another reason where, or another way that the church has, has backed up is, you know, we're trying to be so relatable to people that we're not even telling them the the hardcore truth. We don't relate to the Bible anymore. Yeah, that's true. We're not relating to Jesus anymore. When we try to relate to people more than we try to relate to Jesus, yeah. we're missing the point. If they don't want to serve Him, that's their choice. But we, as preachers of the gospel, as pastors, as leaders, we've got to stand on the biblical truth. Yeah. We've got to proclaim it like it is. We've got to tell it like it is, and we got to do it in love. That's true. But... Let me clarify something to you. Love tells you the truth. That's true. Love doesn't conceal the truth. It doesn't hide the truth. It doesn't compromise the truth Mm -hmm. so that you can make someone feel good. Yes. Love tells the truth, whether it hurts you or not, Mm -hmm. whether it makes you cry or not, because love knows that it's here to save you from a devil's hell. It's here to save you from the eternal hell that you are headed for if you do not believe in the truth. Yes. 
As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Yes. We're going to stand on the truth of His Word. We're going to preach the truth like it is. We're going to do it in love, but we're not going to compromise mm-hmm. just because someone else doesn't agree with it or uh, just to make someone else feel good. We're going to tell you what the Bible says. Yeah. It's such a God thing that we're talking about this because my scripture of the day, of course, I've got the Bible app, and the scripture of the day is Hebrews 4 and 12 that says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word is sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword. And yes, it hurts sometimes. Yes, it cuts and it divides. But guess what? When that preacher's done preaching the truth to you, there may not be much of you left, as my pastor says, but what's left will be real. That's right. And that's what I'm after. I'm after the real. I'm after the truth. And folks, when we get back to the truth, God's presence will begin to fall again. Amen. God's Spirit will begin to move again. The gifts will begin to manifest again. Mm -hmm. Revival will come, but it will not come through emotionalism. Right. It will not come through philosophy. It will not come through man's doctrines. It will not come through enlightenment or entertainment. That's right. But it will only come through the truth by which we stand on. Amen. When we stand on the truth of God's Word, then His Spirit will be there. His Spirit, He will put His stamp of approval on it, and His Spirit will come. That's right. Because when we honor His Word, we honor Him. And when we honor Him, He is present. Yep. So let's get back to honoring God. Let's get back to standing on the truth. Let's get back to loving and living for Jesus. So what's the problem with America? We need to get back to the truth of God's Word. If you enjoyed this podcast... Please share it with your family and friends so that we can get the truth out. Have a great day.